Last week, I reported on the early rumors of a new papal encyclical by Pope Francis that will ring of the values of 1789. Today, we can report safely that those rumors are 100% true, and details have emerged of not only an encyclical to be published this year, but also of a book that he is releasing for popular consumption, which is a bizarre practice for a pope in my mind, though I do know that both of his immediate predecessors did write books for popular consumption. So today we'll talk about that encyclical and a little bit about that book so you can be ready for what is coming by the end of the year. So buckle up because life in the church always gets interesting when Francis releases any kind of an encyclical. But first, I wanted to say thanks to the patrons of this channel whose support keeps these messages coming. Your support is deeply appreciated. If you want to support the work of this channel, especially in these times when Catholic Voices for Truth are quietly being pushed aside and things seem very uncertain, you can do so by clicking that join button below your screen if you're on YouTube or by joining us on Patreon or Subscribestar. Options in general are in the description box of this podcast episode. Supporting the work of Catholic Voices helps keep these messages coming. So thank you, and again, thank you to our patrons of this channel. Now, on to our story. For this, we'll go straight to the source itself. Vatican News Agency, the official communications arm of the Vatican. You can think of it as a sort of NPR or BBC of Vatican City. Headline, All Brothers. Pope Francis to sign new encyclical on October 3rd in Assisi. Pope Francis will sign a new encyclical after Mass celebrated in the Basilica of St. Francis on October 3rd. The ceremony will take place without the faithful present in respect of the current situation. End quote. Note the date. October 3rd. The 4th of October on the Novus Ordo calendar is the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi, and it was on that day one year ago that many of our woes were brought into the world with the enthronement ceremony of the Pacamama in Vatican Gardens. It seems Francis really likes doing these things on or near the Feast of St. Francis of Assisi. This year that feast day falls on a Sunday, which means it's being superseded by the Mass that day, which is probably why he's not launching his encyclical. So he's doing it the next best thing, which is the day before. For the specific details, let's look at the Vatican News Agency article for more. Quote, Pope Francis will visit the Italian town of Assisi on October 3rd to sign a new encyclical. In a statement released on Saturday, the director of the Holy See Press Office, Matteo Bruni, said the encyclical is entitled Fratelli Tutti, or All Brothers, on Fraternity and Social Friendship. The title, whose official English-language version has not yet been released, is a reference to the writings of St. Francis. Quote, Let us all brothers consider the good shepherd who, to save his sheep, bore the suffering of the cross. See St. Francis's admonitions, uh, chapter 6, verse 1. The Holy Father will arrive in Assisi in the afternoon where he will celebrate Holy Mass at the tomb of St. Francis, which will be followed by the signing of the encyclical. The visit will take place in private without the participation of the faithful. End quote. This encyclical is going to be a doozy. And judging from what I've read about it, we can't even talk about it openly on most places online. We'll say this much now. It's going to cover all of the major issues Francis hits that has always raised eyebrows among the faithful. All of them. Why? Because, as the article points out later, from day one, Francis has been about fraternity, a universal group hug. When he emerged from the loggia on that faithful day in 2013, he addressed the world as brothers. Any issue you can think of that he has come down on the side of fraternity, sometimes for better, often for worse, including embracing positions 
that contradicted the the concepts of subsidiarity and solidarity in the name of the universal kumbaya group hug that he promotes. It's a serious issue, and now it's going to be enthroned in a papal encyclical. When that encyclical arrives, I'll likely do a stream to talk about the particulars, because not only am I glutton for punishment, but papal encyclicals that are part of Catholic social teaching are sort of my area of expertise. And I may do an actual write-up either for the Leonin Institute's magazine, or I may do one for my website. I don't know which, but I'll do something in writing for it as well, if I can remember. <laughs> and it brings me to this. Fratelli Tutti will be an entry into Catholic social teaching, increasing the influence of the modernists greatly in the official social teaching of the Church. We saw this with Laudato Si, which had the effect of influencing greatly Catholic work in the real world, was celebrated by the world. I mean, I've never seen that anywhere for a papal encyclical before. And, the, and Laudato Si had a great emphasis on habitat preservation and related issues being brought into the social teaching of the church and its application into the real world. And I don't have a problem with the church addressing these issues. These are the things the world's talking about. And the church has always had an opinion on the things the world talks about. However, <laughs> anyway, be prepared to see a similar effect after Fratelli Tutti is released in a month. That encyclical will likely be celebrated by the same people who celebrated Laudato Si, including many people who are not members of the church and who often engage in labor that our shepherds would have found objectionable until the Second Vatican Council. Which brings me to this. Not only are we getting an encyclical, but Francis is releasing a book for popular consumption on December 1st, just in time for the Christmas shopping season. If you want an awkward stocking stuffer for your set of a conscious friend, then might I recommend Francis's new book, Christ is Peace in a Raging Storm, which is kind of has a really cool title, I'm not going to lie, that's a good title, and it was inspired by his Ubi at Orbi blessing given at the start of the current situation. That act earned him a lot of praise from people who don't normally offer him support, and his new book will likely be the most Catholic-sounding document of his pontificate. From uscatholic.org, we get the following. First, Francis opens his book with a reading from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 4, verses 35 to 41, where he reminds the laity to not be afraid. Honestly, no one should have a problem with that. Then we get this reminder of the Ubi et Orbi blessing, quote, Also as part of the extraordinary Ubi et Orbi blessing, the pontiff invoked the Lord's mercy on the world by venerating a 15th century crucifix that miraculously saved Rome in the Middle Ages. He also invoked the intercession of Mary with a 5th century icon of Mary, and the baby Jesus that was a beacon of hope for the church during the Justinian affliction, and again in the Battle of Lepanto in 1571, during another affliction of 1837. On behalf of the world, the pontiff asked for the Blessed Mother's intercession, because God chose her as the mother of our Savior. This extraordinary ubi et orbi concluded with the ritual of adoration of the Blessed Sacrament. Each of these moments is remembered in the book with photos and accompanying text about the holy objects and their significance. With this liturgy celebrated at a time of crisis, Pope Francis brought hope and comfort to the world and a reminder that Christ is with us. As a remembrance of the extraordinary Ubi et Orbi, this book will continue to elicit hope and trust in God during crises to parishes, families, and individuals through the prayers, reflections, images, and chants of this momentous liturgy. And mostly quote. Okay, so what? Remember the Church's odd involvement in the present situation. Parishes shuttered, strange new rules from Mass, ignoring canon law to ban communion on the tongue, and endorsements of strange new methods for addressing the current situation, coming straight from Francis and those who answer to him directly. It's an odd time for Catholics, especially since there are still many of the faithful who still cannot get to Mass regularly, and others who have decided that Mass just isn't an integral part of their lives anymore. 
likely influenced in that decision by statements from bishops that essentially sent the same message about the need for the church in these times. A message like that from Francis is fine, but a strange one at that, given his role in all of this. Which brings me to a closing thought. Do you see the contradiction between his encyclical, Fratelli Tutti, and the book? I see one, but I can't really express it. Aside from the values of 1789 being all over Fratelli Tutti, as the title of the book itself is straight from the values of that year in France, we see an odd situation where, on the one hand, an encyclical that furthers the embrace of the world by the church is being released, while a book for the faithful that will sound more Catholic than possibly anything he's written will be released two months later. Surely I'm not the only one left scratching my head at this, but let me know your thoughts on this. Maybe I'm overthinking all of this. Anyway, pray for the church and for the peace of our Lord to reign in the world. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.